Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Episode 200. I thought I smacked my head today. I can't believe it's been 200 episodes. Guys, that's 200 weeks. 200 weeks. Some of you have been listening since day one. And by the way, I apologize for the first, I don't know, dozen, maybe two dozen episodes when we were still trying to figure this thing whole, this thing out. But my goodness, 200 episodes. That just makes me want to take a nap thinking about it, which reminds me, you know, 200 episodes ago, I was sitting in kind of a crappy little office trying to figure out what this podcast would become. Actually, we were, had a library table as a desk and had this thing set up with a whiteboard behind us and a TV trying to figure out where we were going to go with this. At the time, I had a partner starting the episode or starting the podcast. I had a co-host. That didn't work out. We had different visions of what it would be and, and whatnot. But regardless, I remember it being a lot of fun trying to figure it out. I remember kind of being afraid to talk on the microphone. And I also remember thinking, nobody's going to listen, which happens to be a podcaster's worst nightmare. Can you imagine launching a show and then finding out that just you and, I don't know, your mom are listening to the show? That'd be kind of traumatizing. But you know, it would be an extreme understatement to simply say that the show's opened a couple doors for me. I got to tell you. Instead, it's kind of it's kind of like jumping on a rocket ship and throwing a match. It's propelled my business far greater, far greater places than I could ever ever imagine. I can't believe how well the show has performed, how well it's taken off. I can't believe that you guys take time out of your week every week to listen to what I got to say and hopefully apply it as well. And more importantly, I want to give a shout out to the folks that have taken the time out of their busy schedule to get on the phone with me and let me pour into them a little bit. Let me give back a little bit to the community and help you guys get unstuck. So two thumbs up to you. And realistically, this show would not exist if it wasn't for you. You are the reason why the Cashflow Guys podcast even exists. You're the reason, frankly, why it still keeps going every week, week after week. And don't worry, I'm not going anywhere just yet. But I wanted to dedicate this episode to you uh, the loyal listener, the person who takes time out of their Friday morning or whenever you listen, maybe sit, maybe it's Saturday morning, maybe you're on the treadmill, maybe you're driving to work and you're stuck in traffic or whatever you're doing, but you take the time to come share some of your busy time with me. And time is something I value greatly because you can't ever get time back, right? Once you write that time check, it's gone. So thank you for, for choosing my show over the probably, I don't even know how many real, real estate podcasts there are, <laughs> too many probably, but Thank you for choosing my show as the one you want to listen to. I kind of want to start with 200 episodes ago. Okay, 200 episodes ago, I went back in, in the archives and looked. That was December 11th, 2015. If you can imagine that. December 11th, 2015 is when the first episode of the Cashflow Guys podcast went live. It went on iTunes and Stitcher and a couple other places back then. And that was the day I decided to really take the game of helping other folks escape the rat race to the next level. That's where I decided that this was no longer going to be a hobby or a sport. This was going to become a profession. Helping people is, my opinion, the greatest way to grow your business. If you want to be in a business that really flourishes, put yourself in a position where you help other people and your business will do very well. I, I can't imagine it wouldn't because mine has. Since then, you know, I've had the pleasure of talking to hundreds of you over the phone and at events around the country. It's been a very humbling experience across the board. You know, a lot of people, I get the same, a lot of folks have the same kind of response. Number one, they don't believe when they call on the phone, they're a little surprised that I'm the guy that answers. And well, I am because I'm just like you. And here's the thing you got to realize. I am just like you. I'm no different than you. I have gone through the exact same experiences as it relates to getting started in real estate investing or staying started in real estate investing as you have. The reason why I decided to teach people is because what I've realized is that to some degree, the real estate education space 
let's, let's call it what it is to some degree. It's a, it's to a large degree, it's a profit center. And a lot of folks come into this space and this is not a guru bashing episode. So I don't think it is. A lot of folks come into the space. They do a deal or two. Next thing you know, they become a teacher or, or maybe the guys, they retire, they become a teacher or whatever. And I want you to know there's a lot of good real estate, good, solid educate, uh, real estate educators out there that really do a good job of delivering content. I hope to be considered amongst them. I believe by my testimonials I am, but I want you to know why it's so important that we educate you, that we take you to the next level. Because at the end of the day, if you can just get over the fear, if you can work past the fear of failure, fear of looking silly, there is a great place on the other side. Okay. I'm here to tell you. And for me, getting there really came down to my big secret for success. And a lot of folks ask me this, what's your big secret, Tyler? How did you grow your show so fast? I mean, we're now one of the, the top rated real estate podcasts in the country. We're usually rated in the top five. Most recently, I, I hit a top two and I was in the top five list and I was number two right behind Bigger Pockets. That was kind of mind blowing that that many people would love the show that much. But then again, I care about what I'm doing. I'm not putting out garbage content. I heavily screen any guests. We don't have a lot of guests on the show, I'll be honest with you, because we screen the heck out of them. But understand that we get probably 30 to 40 guest requests a week, give or take, and it varies week to week. But Jill, my wife, she screens those because she understands exactly the type of guest that we'll consider bringing on the show. And I've let a few slip through the cracks that I now regret, but that's a whole other story. The bottom line is I care about the content that I put out to you. I care about I, how the influence that I may have in your everyday activities. In other words, I don't want to just guess at something. I'm, if there's something that I don't understand, like we've done, we had one that was about mini storage and we've talked about all kinds of different strategies, things like that. I want to deep dive to make sure I understand the good, the bad, the indifferent so that I can deliver you the information that you need in a way that it makes sense so that it's factual, factual, but more importantly, actionable, right? What's the sense of talking at you if you don't have enough of the information to take the next step? So that brings me to the no money down deal book, right? Quick and easy, no money down deal secrets. It is, I put it together without all the fluff. I left all the, you know, I was born a poor child and rural Kansas and I walked uphill barefoot in the snow and because none of that really matters at the end of the day, who cares? I don't expect you to, to give two hoots about what I've gone through, but instead, how does it benefit you? And I've been learning a lot lately about copywriting. And one of the things you learn about copywriting is cop writing copy is never about you. It's about the other party and what it does for them. So you can, or, or so they can, are two of the most popular statements in good, effective sales copy. So when a lot of folks ask me what my biggest secret to success is, I had to think about it for a minute. And I had to think back on 200 episodes. Well, that's tiring, but it begins with no matter what. Okay. Being so driven, your why, the reason why you're doing this, whatever, whatever part of real estate you're in needs to be so powerful that you're going to push through no matter what. Because if you don't think that I get terrified writing an offer, or if I get upset once I get rejected, when an offer gets rejected, I'd be lying to you to tell you that I don't have those emotions. I absolutely do. I don't like being told no. It's no fun. I don't like uh, writing offers and and realtors not taking me seriously or sellers just ignoring me or saying that's not going to work or just shaking their head and going Psh, and walking away. It's not a comfortable feeling and it's never going to be. But I refer back to no matter what. This is my 200th episode. This is a big crowning achievement for me. Getting through 200 episodes shows me about myself that when I really commit to something, there's no doubt I'm going to just stick with it as long as it goes. They give it like a marriage, right? I committed to providing podcast content on a scheduled basis, no matter what. And here's a little 
pro tip for you guys. It really helps to have a great podcast management team or content management team. I have that. If you guys want to, if you decide you're actually going to focus on generating leads and you want someone to help you with your manage your social media or manage a podcast or help you with the technical parts of stuff. I've got a great referral. Uh, Lindsay's my girl. I'd be happy to refer her. She owns uh, a company called SSS Online Support. Drop me an email. I'll give you a warm introduction so you guys can get to know each other. She can help you strategize and she's like a coach and she just does a great job. So feel free to reach out if you really want to step things up and take things to the next level. I also committed to making offers on properties even if I didn't have the money in the bank to close at the time. And that was a tough one for me because the last thing anybody wants is to be called out or be embarrassed or whatever. And the reality of it is that I don't keep $10 million in my checking account all the time. The reality is that I've never had $10 million in my checking account. And the big reality is I'll probably never have $10 million in my checking account, but that doesn't matter. That's not going to stop me from making offers where the offers make sense. Okay. I am committed to making offers on property, regardless of how much money I have in the bank. Okay. So because the reason why I can do that with conviction is that I have leads. You see, I'm generating leads. I'm constantly generating leads. I was looking this morning on, I use a, a combination of ClickFunnels and ActiveCampaign to monitor my leads. So ClickFunnels job is to attract leads and bring them through. And uh, ActiveCampaign is my email management software that helps me keep track of everything and sends out your emails and all this other good stuff. So this morning, since I woke up, and I got up about, I don't know, 6.30 this morning. It's now uh, 9 o'clock on Thursday, October 10th. So in about two and a half, three hours, give or take, I've already put another 35 leads into my database. Because I've built systems that help me do it while I'm doing other things like having coffee and reading a book this morning, having my oatmeal, my leads were coming in to the trough. Because I have access to leads, because I've put the systems in place, and they're not complex rocket science crazy you know, systems. It's real basic stuff. It's like, hey, I give you value. You give me your email address. We develop a relationship. Eventually, we meet and have coffee. and we, Maybe we do a deal. It's that simple. Okay. So I committed to that process. I committed to making offers when I can solve a problem. I'm going to get into that in a minute. But I want you to know how important, I really want to drive this home, how important it is for you to first be a lead generator. I don't care if you're the best negotiator in the world. That is completely meaningless if you don't have anybody to talk to. What good is being a great negotiator if you got nobody to negotiate with? What good is being good at raising capital if you got no nothing to invest in, right? So you got to figure out whatever your niche winds up being with lead generation. And that's why I'm so, I'm beating this home about lead generation. And guys, join me and, and I will coach you through this process. I'm doing it for people that are taking the One Funnel Way Challenge. I'm helping you with the strategy. I'm doing that absolutely for free live to get you guys going. If you're interested in that, go to cashflowguys.com forward slash OFA, One Funnel Way, cashflowguys.com forward slash OFA. Get signed up. Those that signed up are going to be meeting with me privately in a small group or free. And I'm going to help you guys with your lead generation strategy uh, because we're going to get leads coming in. I'm not going to belabor the point. That said, I'm committed to focus on making offers only where my offer would solve a problem, only where my offer will solve a problem, which means the for sale by owner who's just testing the market to see what he can get doesn't get an offer from me because number one, you're human. You can only handle so much objection. So it's kind of like, you know, if you're the fat, ugly guy, do you go to Miss America pageant to ask for a date? Or do you maybe just go out and find somebody you click with on an emotional level so that you have a better chance of getting a date, right? It just makes sense. Why would I go out to try to get a deal from the person who has clearly said they're not shown us that they're not interested in giving us a deal? They want top dollar for their property. 
That said, when you see this gorgeous property and you talk to the this on the MLS and you talk to the listing agent and I ask him why they're selling, listing agent says, well, because they just got a huge promotion and they've completely renovated this house. I mean, the paint's still wet. It's a beautiful, it's gorgeous. It's got granite countertops and yada, yada, yada. You know, unless they have some compelling need to sell, I'm going to say next. Now, if it's a gorgeous house, you want to move into it, fine, knock yourself out. doesn't really matter. But as an investment, obviously it doesn't make sense. So why would I waste my time doing one of those ridiculous 70% of ARV minus repairs minus my fee? Boys and girls, listen to me. If you're out there making offers and you're using the exact same formula on every offer, you're doing it wrong. You're definitely doing it wrong. Stop doing that. Let's teach you how to get offers done the right way. Same thing goes with those of you that are raising private money or trying to raise private money and you're falling flat on your face. Well, that's probably because of your presentation. If your presentation's off, if you're not clear on the expectations, if you can't demonstrate to the potential capital partner or financial friend, as Larry Harbo calls them, where the profit's coming from so that they can get their principal back. And see, that's the thing that most people don't understand is, well, I'm going to show them what's in it for them. No, you first have to show them how you're going to pay them back, period. Forget about the the good stuff, about the interest and the profit. You got to show them on paper clearly in a way they can understand how they're going to get their money back, how they're going to get it back. How is the asset going to produce money to pay them? Because if you're the one that's going to pay them and that has nothing to do with an asset, well, then the investor has to look at that completely differently, don't they? So I've come up with a way to do that. I put it together as a crash course. Okay. It's called the private money crash course. I made this real simple for you guys. If you go to privatemoneycrashcourse.com, it'll tell you all about it. There's a little video there. It's like two minutes long. Watch the video and it will expand on what I'm talking about. That's privatemoneycrashcourse.com. Another shameless plug. If you get my ebook, if you go to my uh, nomoneydownbook.com, nomoneydownbook.com and get my the book I just released, it will take you to that landing page where you can learn all about uh, raising money and the steps that we do. And this is a very simple, and you can knock this out in an afternoon, a very simple way to explain to somebody how to raise capital or how, more importantly, how to, not how to raise capital, but it will explain to the investor, your financial friend, how the deal will pay them back and what pieces of the pie are up for grabs. I use this formula to show my investors a significantly higher return than everybody else. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it costs me money because there's more than one way to profit in a deal, guys. There's taxes and you can save them on taxes. You can do all kinds of things. You can share future equity. There's all kinds of ways. And I break that down in that training. It's real short and simple. That's why I call it crash course because you don't have to make it any more difficult than it is. Keep it simple, okay? Keep it simple. Now, I use focused marketing. When I'm in a situation where I want to make offers that solve a problem, you know, it's easy to do we buy houses, right? Everybody says, we buy houses. Well, that doesn't tell me anything. So think about, I'm going to digress just a second to talk about the marketing piece and how you can tweak your marketing message to get more leads so you can make more offers, okay? Here's an example. This is a headline that I, I just came up with this morning because I study, I read books on how to write copy that sells. I told you guys about that the other day. Ray Edwards has that book out. Go on Amazon, grab it. How to Write Copy That Sells. I've also uh, taken advantage of a new book that's out in the market. I'm going to tell you guys about that book next week or the week after because I'm not done with it yet and I'm not going to speak intelligently about it until I've read it. But I learned to write a... You can here's, here's the typical real estate investor headline. We buy houses. We buy homes. That's it. That's all you got. How about this? How to stop paying property tax so you can cash checks instead of writing them. Ooh, how about that? Isn't that sexy? I bet you my headline is going to beat your headline every single time. And I bet you that I'm going to get more qualified leads. You're just going to get probably other wholesalers calling to see what you got. 
I'm going to get the people that are sick and tired of paying property tax on vacant properties. They want to cash checks instead because they're curious. So what I will do is I will take that person that has a crappy house. I will help them sell it. And then I will explain to them how I can show them a tidy return on their property if they'd be willing to invest with me on a rental property. Hey, let's sell your crack house and let's take that money from that crack house and we'll give like five, 10 grand to you so you can take care of whatever you got to take care of. I'm going to show you a way that I can give you money every month for the next 40 years. Okay. That's how we turn lemons into lemonade. Okay. Talking about being committed, I'm committed to getting uncomfortable to learn the things I did not know so that I can deliver more value to the people I do business with. There are all kinds of opportunities that come up where I don't have a solution. And when I walk into a property, I don't sit there and blurt out subject to, because that's what a lot of it, quote unquote, investors, air quotes, the only thing they got is subject to, that's it. They got subject to because subject to is okay. If you don't have any money and you can't figure out any other strategy, it's easy because it's easy. That's why they go with, it's like, you know, it's simple. Subject to, I just want, I'll take it subject to. I've had people actually tell me they're getting ready to make a subject to offer on a free and clear house. Subject to what, dude? You can't subject to if there's no mortgage. I mean, subject to, I don't know, getting a new Ferrari, subject to what? So what we do a lot of times is we spend, we waste a lot of time throwing one solution across the various, various number of problems. There are different solutions to every problem. How do you get the solutions to those problems? Well, what I do is I ask questions. I, like I said a minute ago, I commit to getting uncomfortable so that I can learn. Because if I'm comfortable, if I think I have all the answers, I'm not going to learn. You ever notice those people, you get on the phone with them or you talk to them in person and they just don't shut up so much so that you want to slap the crap out of them because they don't shut up long enough to hear a word you got to say? I mean, it's like they will just tucker themselves out yapping. I've had people like that in my life. I still have people like that in in my life sometimes where they just yep, 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 yep. It's like, shut up. For God's sake, shut up. Please shut up. I don't say that, but I think it. Just shut up five seconds because you just wasted 20 minutes of a rant about something that we weren't even talking about. Real estate agents do this a lot. I get them on the phone. I'm like, so why are they selling? Well, you know, not what I asked. Why are they selling? Would the seller entertain payments for their equity? That's illegal. 20 minutes of dialogue. That's not what we're talking about. So folks will spend a lot of time listening simply to respond instead of listening to understand or to comprehend. So learn how to become a better listener. One big way to accomplish that is to focus. And by focus, I mean, leave your mobile devices out of any conversation you're in. I can't tell you how many times I've broken this rule where I'm sitting there talking to somebody. And even if my phone's in my back pocket, I can feel it vibrate. So then I sit there and wonder, like Pavlov's dog, I wonder who's texting me. I wonder if the kids are okay. Maybe Jill needs milk from the store. Whatever it may be, it still distracts me. Does it make it right? Is it whoever's fault is texting me? No. It's the fact that I had my phone on vibrate versus off when I was having a conversation. Therefore, I lacked the focus. So the conversation that I was there to have became, went from meaningful to superficial. Because guess what? Tyler wasn't paying attention. How about that? So when you talk about getting uncomfortable to learn the things you don't know, a lot of folks ask me, what's the number one way you learn, Tyler? I devour books. I devour them. I also opt in to just about every type of real estate related or marketing related funnel, sales funnel that is out there. I'm the guy on... Instagram that clicks all the ads because I want, here's the thing you get, I need to understand about people that market. People, marketers, a lot of times give away their best information for free. Maybe you guys have missed this, but there is gold in my book. Why do I put gold in my book for free? That's crazy, Tyler. Why would you give the good stuff? Because you know that if you pay for anything that I put out, it's even a hundred times better than the gold that I gave you for free. It's just simply logical. It's called bait. They call it a lead magnet, but it's also called bait. 
Like when you catch a fish, you don't start fishing with a fillet knife, do you? No, you put a shrimp down there and the fish is like, that's a damn good looking shrimp. And then he chomps on the shrimp and says, that's a damn good tasting shrimp. And then what do you do? You set the hook. You should expect that what is paid content should be significantly higher quality than the free stuff, but you use the free stuff to gauge the quality of the paid stuff. Does that make sense? So think about how you can use this in your marketing. Let's go back to using that marketing message, how to stop paying property tax so you can cash checks instead of writing them. Guys, try that on a postcard if you're doing direct mail. If you don't want to learn digital marketing, I get it. That's fine. Put that on your next postcard and then tell them to go here. Go to www.jimmybuyshouses.com for more information. Now they go opt in because here's the thing. If you're going to direct mail somebody, let's say seven to 10 times, because the rule of seven says you got to have them at least seven times to get their attention. Great. So that means if your marketing materials cost you with postage, let's say a dollar, just for easy, simple math. I know you can get it done cheaper if you do volume and yada, yada, but let's just say a dollar. So at a dollar, it means you're going to spend $7 every single time, every lead you want to reach them effectively. Well, obviously that's going to get expensive. $7 to hit a lead to find out whether or not they're qualified can get a little pricey. And I realize these prices vary, but hear me out. If you must send direct mail, take them somewhere electronic so that you can market to them more often for much less money. And you can run them through some sort of a question answer thing. You can give them a booklet and invite them to call, whatever you do. This is what we're going to talk about in the strategy sessions, guys. I'm going to give you these scenarios and ideas so that you can put together an entire system, a strategy that other people aren't doing to get leads. Because if you don't have anybody to talk to, well, you're screwed. If you're the guy that's like postcard number 64 of We Buy Houses, guess what? You better hope that the girl holding the in the picture, standing in front of the house, is prettier to the seller than the other guy's postcard. Otherwise, you're SOL, which is a nice way of saying shit out of luck. So think about that a little bit. Think about how you can employ strategy. You're going to have to separate yourself from the masses. You're going to have to do things a little differently. And you're going to have to commit to that mindset and that process. If you don't do that, well, you're going to have the same results as everyone else, which is less than uh, great, I'll say. Staying focused, and this is one thing I had to commit to, I committed to staying focused on my goals, which guys and girls in today's society, let me say distracted society, is in of itself a huge, massive, overwhelming challenge. Enter my favorite app in the world, Rescue Time. Rescue Time, this is not a commercial for them, it just happens to be what I use. I don't have an affiliate link for you. Shame on me. I'm a lousy capitalist pig. I should have thought of that before this podcast, but oh well. Rescue Time is a great little, and there's lots of uh, concentration apps out there, but what I like about this one, it monitors what you do on your computers, all of them, and it also monitors what you do on your phone, and it gives you a report every day if you want it, every week if you want it, and it connects with uh, Zapier and all kinds of other things, so you can literally like tattle on yourself. Like I'm setting mine up to tell my wife every time I'm on Facebook for more than 30 minutes in one day. That's terrifying. Guys, I'm going to have to leave Facebook altogether because 30 minutes is just painful to me, but whatever. But it holds me accountable and helps me stay focused. And what I've realized is staying how much I can get done when I stay focused. Good example, last Friday, I was busy all day, yet I accomplished nothing. I mean, not a damn thing. At the end of the day, I was like, what did I accomplish today? The answer was nothing. Saturday and Sunday, I put on the headset I had my little Bose headphones, turned on some classical music, and I literally crashed and rebuilt an entire sales funnel, including all the copy and the follow-up emails and all that stuff in the matter of 14 to 16 hours. That's about 40 to 60 hours worth of work for two people. I knocked it out in record time because I was 
focused. Okay. Speaking of focus, I committed my primary focus to be that of lead generation. That allows me to discover opportunity and raise money much easier and much faster than every one of you in most cases. Now, you can focus on all the fancy tricks, or you can focus on which subject to contract you think you need, or you could focus on cash buyers, which, teaser, spoiler alert, you don't need cash buyers, guys. You don't need cash buyers. One more time for those in the back row. You don't need cash buyers. One of these days, I'm going to do an episode about you don't need cash buyers. Maybe I'll do that next week. Who knows? My point is this. When you study people that are doing something better than you, when you read their books and you read the information, you, you opt into their funnels and things like that so you can learn what they're doing. It's called hacking, offer hacking. Study people like Dan Kennedy. Unfortunately, Dan Kennedy just passed away, but he's a master marketer. He put all kinds of information out there. I've probably got 15 of his books and I probably have 14 of them to read. That said, Frank Kern is another one. Kern with a K-E-R-N. Frank Kern, uh, he's another big time marketer. Read, follow what they do. I'm not saying you need to sell widgets from China, but you do need to generate leads. So if you're not going to take, if you're not willing to invest a hundred bucks in yourself to join the, the OFA challenge, if you're not going to go to cashflowguys.com forward slash OFA and get about 10 grand, 30 grand worth of training for a hundred bucks, well, at least you could do is go on Amazon and spend 10 bucks a book, get 10 books, and hopefully you'll figure it all out in 10 books. Bottom line is this. If you study people like Dan Kennedy, Frank Kern, Russell Brunson, Jim Edwards, people like that, these are the same people that I study to learn how to market. There's a reason why I do well. There's a reason why I can take down deals and I can make money and I can pull money out of my left and right pocket all the time whenever I want. It's because I've developed several different streams of income and I've developed systems and make that happen. And I have learned the ability to, and in my opinion, I've become developed quite a bit of expertise in lead generation. How did I do that? Well, by trial and error. At some point, I'm going to start teaching this stuff to the rest of you if you're interested. However, you have to take some action and be willing to be taught. If you don't do, if you don't generate leads, the only other option you have is you better hire a good realtor because that's the only way you're going to get any opportunity or you're going to have to invest passively in someone else's deal and hope they got their act together. And that's no fun. So why don't you learn a little bit of lead generation if you really want to control what's going on and you want to make the biggest return on your money? You know, I see people on Facebook saying, I'll give you a 12% return on your money. It's like, well, that's actually low because here's the thing. If you do the deals yourself, you can get 20, 30, 40, 50% return. You can get an infinite return. I've got properties where I have an infinite return because I have none of my own cash in them. None. To me, that's an infinite return. Every nickel, every dollar, every penny, every $100 bill, Benjamin, that I make, is an infinite return because I have no money invested in the deal. Yes, I have time invested in the deal. I have expertise. I have focus. These are all intellectual capital, but I have no cold, hard cash invested in the deals. For some people, that's great. Other people, not so much. I believe that if you really set your mind to accomplish something with a no matter what attitude and you stay engaged in forward momentum, you will achieve that goal. I cannot begin to impress on you how important it is to get focused get serious. We are coming on a coming up on a major market correction. When that happens, nobody knows. When that happens, you're going to be able to take advantage of all kinds of great opportunities. But you first got to learn how to raise money. You need to learn how to structure deals. You need to learn how to stay focused. You can do that if you want to do that. Privatemoneycrashcourse.com 
is going to get you there. Yes, I'm going to shamelessly plug this until you pull the trigger and get financially free. Guys, have a great week. We'll catch up with you next time. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.